This episode of Doing It with Danny and Jenny is brought to you by Factor Meals. Head over to factormeals.com slash doing it 50 and you'll get 50% off your first box. That's factormeals.com slash doing it 50 and get 50% off your first box. D-O-I apostrophe I-T-W-I-T H-T-A-N-N-Y and J-E-N-N-Y Doing it with Danny Jenny Oh, it's the musical, so good. It's the musical ointment for my soul rash. <laughs> How long have you been sitting on that one? Literally, I thought of it <laughs> at um, the word revolution. Yeah, yeah, it has it, it has it's so many meanings. You just keep bringing new yeah. new meanings to the party. Yeah, uh, how, how have you been, Danny? I've been good. I, I was uh, I, I was really sick for about two weeks. But I, I know. Tell, I dropped like so much weight. I'm like down to 175. Somebody on the picket line today asked me if I, oh, wow, are you sick? And that's like, that's always been my dream weight. <laughs> um, and, the are and you no, sick compliment? Yeah. No one ever said that. It's like, wow, you just because my clothes are a little, like I, all my stuff is a little David Bernie. So, um, yeah. so um, yeah, so I'm really thrilled. <laughs> Suck on it, AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, Jenny, I love our guest today. Thank you for reaching out to her. I love our guest too. She recently did uh, my improv show, you know, that I have every month. I Killed know. it. Love her. Also a fellow Texan, and you know how that makes me happy. It does. Oh God. Is that is it gonna be one of those podcasts? I'll just Yes, it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those. Okay. We're gonna gang up on you. Okay. You Jersey boys. <laughs> um, but yeah, Danny, uh, our next guest, she's a comedian, she's a writer, she's an actress, she's which is a triple threat, you know? Yeah, I know. I know. You know, you, you know who it is, Danny? It's Christella Alonzo. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. And the crowd goes, oh, <laughs> I'm serious. I love your theme song. Is, isn't it great? That's the great thing. It's got drama. Yes. The spelling, I don't know what it's going to spell. No. <laughs> the, the punctuation, the apostrophe. Oh. Love yeah. it. I mean, love it. It's, it's like a theme. It's a, it's a theme song with a footnote. It's like everything. I love yeah. it. It's got a message of positivity. Yes. It's not like, um, you know, it's not, it doesn't have its head in the clouds. It's realistic. You know, if, if, if Farrell had, uh, had followed this up with happy, like after happy, like, you know, the hit that. Oh yeah. Yeah. World, this oh my God. Well, we were. This was actually up for um, Despicable Me. It was the the minion were supposed to dance to this oh, instead of happy. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. I I see it. I see it all yeah. day. <laughs> it's it's obvious to everyone who listens to them. <laughs> thank you so much for doing the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I mean, it's 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 like I was you're talking before. I mean, I don't think I've seen you since like the the Fox lot, maybe like what was it like eight years ago, seven eight years, something ago? like that. Yeah, it, yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a long time, isn't it? Weird when you try to when you try to add up years, Horrible. how long ago something is. I'm terrible at doing that, especially decades. I always miss a decade, and then I realize <laughs> it happened longer than I thought. Way longer. That's there's a part <laughs> I, of I always gone. No, I said I always find that out when I look at my phone and, and you get those photo memories that pop up and it shows the the date and the year and you're like, that that was eight years ago or that was ten years like where the hell did the time go? There is always still, yeah, there's still a part of me that thinks of the year two thousand as still being in the future. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> yes, it just it just why two K like a week ago. I think, yeah. anybody, I think anybody north of forty, especially, thinks like. I mean, for me, I'm fifty nine. It was like year two thousand. I mean, I used to love when Conan would do that bit, like yeah. year, oh, yeah. year two thousand <laughs> with the flashlight. Yeah, because Conan's like a year older than I was, but it was, but um, but it was like. We all the year two thousand is like he's doing it in like nineteen ninety seven in the year two thousand. It was like <laughs> I, I just I it just, always it, 
it blows my mind sometimes when I go to like, I, you look at Netflix or something, you're like, I want to watch a movie and there's this, in all the different categories and it'll say classics. And I'm like, well, let's see oh. what these classic movies are. And I'm like, no, no, that's not a, <laughs> that's not a classic. Right. Enjoy the, the, the hits of yesteryear, like super yeah. Like, you know, like, <laughs> I hate when my, my least favorite thing is fully grown adults being nostalgic for music that I was too old to listen to when it came out. <laughs> like, wait, you're nostalgic for this thing? It doesn't make any, but you know, it, it drives me. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun though. Being old, it's great. Right? I was just saying, yeah. I just woke up from a nap. That's and- amazing. I have to tell you, the older I got, like the older I get, the more accepting I am of naps. Oh, wow. And actually, I was so anti-nap when I was younger. Yeah. I, I always thought you have to, don't waste your time sleeping. You got to do something, be productive. And now I'm like, right. napping is something. It's doing I, something. It's a superpower, man. Um, yeah. Well. Um, well. Uh, well. Again, thank you for doing the show. Um, uh, I want to hear everything you've been up to, but we always like to get people's like origin story. Yeah. Yes. We always like, you know, like, like when did, when, like when and what were the circumstances of you like dipping your toe into comedy or did you always want to do it? Was it like, did you like do the open mic thing in Texas? What was it? How did you, how did you get in there? Yeah. You know, uh, I was in love with stand up. I, I watched stand up growing up. My family, uh, we, you know, what I come from, I'm the youngest of four kids. My mom and my oldest brother were born in Mexico. So they were here undocumented for a bit because of that. My family used to love television. That's how we all mostly learned English. So we would watch stand up. Like really? we, would watch, we would watch stand up and we would love it. Comic relief used to be one of the biggest nights oh. in my house. Like we loved it. But we didn't know that that was actually, I, I didn't know that you got paid for it because yeah. it seemed like <laughs> such a fun job that you're just like, how do you get paid for this fun job? You know, and I used to love watching, uh, you know, I always compare myself to the TV show uh, Dream On, Brian Ben Ben from years yeah, ago. Yeah, no, I, I, I was obsessed with old TV sitcoms. I was obsessed with, I I could cite them. I could tell you the characters. I'm I'm the person you didn't want in a writer's room sometimes because somebody would say something. I'm like, the police. No, that's an episode of da da da. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, so, <laughs> no, they did that on Mama's Family. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally, which I love that show. <laughs> and it was, uh, you know, it was funny. I started doing, um, I never thought of comedy. I never thought of comedy as a thing in itself. I was such a big theater nerd growing up. Oh, yeah. That I just thought comedy was a part of performing. Yeah. I thought yeah. acting and drama, comedy and drama went together. That's why yeah. we all love the tragedy and comedy faces, yeah. right? It's like yeah, a mix yeah. of both. And um, I I did theater for a bit, and then I had to move home to help my sister take care of her kids. And oh because God. I was the one that had the silly, untangible dream, right? I I was the one that was that was forced to go home because yes. I didn't have a real job. I didn't have a real, you know. So yeah. then that happened, and then I uh, then after a couple of years, I moved to LA. And my mom got sick and I had to move back to LA, uh, back home uh, to Texas. And then she passed away and I was kind of like, I moved back to home to take care of her. She passed away and I was stuck in Dallas. And oh, in Dallas too. In Dallas. So, uh, you know. Dallas doesn't even belong in Texas. <laughs> it's, it's, look, I, my, my sister lives in Dallas, everything, but it's like Dallas is, one of those places that makes no sense as a unit. You know, it's like a Lego bucket where you build certain different things. And yeah. then you're like, does the giraffe go with this chimney? And you're like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're like, we'll make it work. We're down. Yeah, it's like, look, we'll, we'll do something. We'll do it's it'll, it'll be something for kids. I don't know. We'll figure it out when we get there. So, you know, oh, wow. <laughs> 
I was stuck cross in, that bridge when we get there. I was stuck in Dallas and I answered a help wanted ad. Wow. And it was uh, a help wanted ad for office work and it was at the comedy club. And I wow. wanted this job, wasn't qualified, lied a lot on my resume because I just wanted to see live shows. Yeah. And I ended up getting the job. And unfortunately, then I had to like do all the stuff I lied about. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> So I had to learn how to do all this stuff. Like, now show me those guitar skills again. Oh, oh for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Christella speaks fluent French. Let's bring yeah, I know. Like, yeah, like, right? What happens, right? <laughs> and then, um, then the comics started coming in and telling me that, that they thought I was funny. Oh. And I just thanked them. And I would just sit back every week and watch their shows and then finally uh wanda sykes wanda. was headlining and she had keith robeson another comic uh yep. featuring for her and they both told me that i should try stand-up and then keith who wouldn't remember this said uh i think you're gonna end up doing stand-up and <laughs> i didn't believe him and then i guess six months later yeah. i started um I started writing down ideas because I couldn't get over my mom's death and I couldn't afford yeah. therapy. So I started making jokes about my mom and I started going up and I started doing all the open mics, but nobody would let me perform at the club I worked at because I was in the, I was a manager and they didn't take me seriously. Yeah, That's the thing in stand-up, they always, like in com like with comics, we always say that we don't get respected in our home club because they knew you from day one. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> they don't yeah. know you like they don't know you as a comic. They know you as Chris yeah. who the glasses from the kitchen. Like, no, you know like, right. <laughs> like I think even like from what I do, but it's like that when it's a PA and a lot of us came up from yes. the but they only know you from that. And it's like, no, I'm here doing a PA because I want to write. And you're like, yeah. well, <laughs> isn't that weird? Like they just always they always think of you as how they met you. Yeah. You know, oh, it's yeah. Like, and I always think of my, my, my mom does this so bad with people like it could be someone I grew up with that lived down the street and, and oh, hey, he's a doctor now. And my mom's like, okay, you're telling me Terry's a doctor, really? And I'm like, yeah, he went to medical school. He's a doctor, you know, but she just sees the kid on the street. But he's right the big when he slept over her. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's kind of like how sometimes you can tell that my family doesn't get why people come and see me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my mom still, she's like, I don't get it. I don't understand. <laughs> it's so weird because like, you're just, you know, the theory of comedy, it's like, especially if with social media, it's a presentation so many times in, in text that you're just like, mm -hmm. how does anybody, how does anybody build on, on words like that? I know. One of my daughters is still kind of baffled when we're out in the world and someone will approach me and in and, 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 and a comedy thing and be like, like you know, breathless compliments. Sure. When it very rare, but it has happened. And when it does, they're like, she just is like, people are weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everybody, that's everybody's reaction. Nobody's reaction is, man, they must be really good at what they do. <laughs> it's right. almost like that's a weird person. I I took my mom to a Houston Rockets game one time and these two couples came up and they're like, Jenny, hi, can we get a picture? And they hand the phone to my mom and my mom goes, why? <laughs> <laughs> like genuinely baffled. Look at this, these two couples. Like, why do you want a picture with her? She's disgusting. I, and I'm like, what the oh, oh <laughs> I'm so, I get that. Like, it's so funny how people, that's why people, uh, so many people I think in the industry fail when they surround themselves with yes men. If you don't have... <laughs> family member or someone that talks to you like that and reminds right. you like where you came from or how you started you need that you need that person to keep you and keep you keep you flat yeah keep you grounded it keeps you in check like one of my first, <laughs> you know. i think i've told this story one of my first writing my very first writing job was tv was the arsenio hall show and and i was on it and i remember being out with eddie murphy and and um and Arsenio and but it was Eddie Murphy had this like little bit of an entourage around him. I remember one of the guys' names was Fruity, and that's what I just remember. <laughs> it was it, what it was a little bit weird. Like when we're at this place, and I remember distinct. There's another one of the writers from there, and Eddie's like, you know what? I think I think we'll get to says wait. I think we we'll get some calamari over here, and 
three in his entourage went, tell Marty. And I was like, <laughs> holy shit. And I thought like, oh, that's why that last thing you did maybe wasn't so good. Because if you think like you are only funny when you're reminded of what's not funny. You know, like, is, is that when his music career came out or something? Right after, uh, yeah, right during like party all party the time. All the time. Yeah. Oh man! But, uh, I mean, uh, it's it, it, but it's true. It's it's you know, look, I years ago, so you know, it's like I started doing stand up in Dallas, and the way that I ended up in LA, there was a comedian that I opened for that had a show on Comedy Central that went under a lot of scrutiny. I know the I know the comedian you're talking about. Yeah. Huh? Can, you, can, can you say? Oh uh, yeah, it was uh, it was Carlos Mencia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I used to open him. for him, and this is at the time where we didn't really have we had MySpace, and even then it was kind of new. So we new. didn't like for me, it's like I didn't we didn't know so much about the performers like we yeah. do now. You yeah. know what I mean? It really was kind of like it's funny to explain to people how word of mouth used to be how people like how projects used to be successful yes was random the word of mouth had so much power uh-huh. you know yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. but that was a thing that that always that bugged me while i was with uh him is that everybody said yes yeah. and it's like and it's that thing where um i yeah. have two friends that are like my closest people that are brutally honest with me. And my family is brutally honest with me. And I love having their input in everything because I don't want to be the person that believes that they're, they're, you know, it's, there's gotta be an evolution. We always evolve, but man, the, the evolution has to be that after years of doing it, you get to hopefully know your voice better. You know, exactly. You kind of get to hone your skills but at the end of the day, you can't you can't be a hundred percent perfect all the time. No, and in fact, people it's says, yeah. You have you to can. like for me, it's like it, it's as much about the successes in, in like a successful joke or a successful script as it is the shit that doesn't work. And it's like, but and knowing that the shit that doesn't work isn't the end of the world, and it's okay if other people hate it. And there'll be those things where you'll be like, they're wrong, I'm right. It doesn't matter. But just yeah, yeah. Not like it's it it's it's a really it's one of those 10,000 hours kinds of things. Like you don't, it doesn't come naturally. It's like just. No. And I think, and to me, I think that that's why for me, especially, you know, it's like because of the strike going on right now. Yeah. To have these kind of conversations where you actually remind people that it's a job that for so many was the dream job they had as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. There sure. was yeah. the, people don't understand like i it, it bothers me when people uh you know and i'm generalizing as i judge people for generalizing but when they say that like when they <laughs> use the term hollywood elite oh my god yeah. know, it's like this thing where everyone i know is not from hollywood it's what drives me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, no, I know. I'm like, I'm the Gulf Coast elite. I guess that's what we are. For I, I know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Jenny, are, are, are you New York Galveston? Did you see cruise ships leaving ever? Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm just north of like Corpus Christi between like Dallas and Corpus. I mean, uh, Corpus and Galveston is where I grew up. I'm like, oh, look yeah. at that barge coming through with dragging all the diesel behind it. Yeah, the over elite. Mm-hmm. Don't call me a leak just because I'm better than you. <laughs> just because you didn't pursue a dream and we I did. Think I'm for the right reasons. I'm superior. <laughs> yes, it's not easy for me either. <laughs> but don't say that it's because of geography. Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood is gross. <laughs> but it is true. It's like, there's there's something so wonderful. And you know, it's funny because I think that's what that's why uh with my career, it's like uh I really, I can, I still can't get over being able to do what I do. It's an amazing it never story. gets boring, you know, because I've wanted to do it since I was a little kid. Yeah, I right. just didn't know how to do it. Yeah. Because there's no map to it. Right. Yeah, there's, there's, no, there's no school for it. There's, there's no. no school for it. And because, because we live in a time with social media now, it used to be you were told that if you wanted a career in comedy, you had to go to LA, New York. Yeah. And you know, it's like you had to make that sacrifice, you had to make that move. And now you technically don't have to 
because with the video content and so many things, people go viral that are doing it from their house and wherever they live. Yeah. So you know? the, the mad dash to be here, all the, the gatekeepers are starting to disappear a little bit. Yes. I mean, there's good reasons to go to the coach just because you'll be around a, a, a lot more people who share your dreams. Yes. But yeah, yeah it, it's like watching the gatekeepers come down and, and watching, you know, it just become more egalitarian is, I think it's terrific. I mean, I'm like, I, 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 I've always loved that. I love, nothing makes me happier than seeing like somebody like in like, you know, in like Minnesota, just who in, when I was coming up, you'd never ever heard of they, but they're make they're putting out incredibly funny content. It's like, yeah. there's so much talent out there. And the path to get from there to what I do was so like, uh, so t- terrifyingly perilous. And uh, and also just because, you know, and that's another thing, if they go viral or they do what have, you know, whatever, if they can do live shows of whatever they they do, go get that money. Right. I mean, but if you want to parlay it into a career where you can write scripts or if that's what you want to do, then please understand how many steps it takes. You know, every, every no gets it closer to a yes. Yeah. And really, it's kind of like you can work and work, but sometimes things happen out of your control that you're that either go your way or don't go your way. And, and you I, I completely agree. And God knows, like I, when people like I, I'm, I got lucky on a lot of levels to do it. It's not, I happen to be, I think ready for those opportunities when they came along, which was the only thing I could control. Yeah. But you, no one who gets to do what we do, is did not have certain degree of luck. You know, it's like yeah. you can't and 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 there's nothing wrong with admitting that. Like it's yeah. like, take it away. Yeah. Of course. I mean but, like every I think everyone has it, but also once you get that luck, it's what you do with it. Do you have the chops to fucking execute whatever yeah. job it is? And you yeah. know, like there's plenty of people that get lucky, but they don't have they can walk into something but it doesn't last because they're not right for that yeah. job and what i like to say is like part of like getting lucky is you know you want <laughs> put yourself in opportunities where you can turn that thing you love into money and one of the ways you can make money is like you'll do a podcast and then you'll yeah. have advertising space to great sponsors like Danny, that was this the most one <laughs> I'm about to... segue. how was that, that for the was... segue i was Dude, that was one of your segue. Um, I'm not even gonna lie, Danny. That was one of your best ones ever. I, I know. I'm glad you guys all got to see that. Um, we will be right back. Don't go anywhere. We're gonna talk to you about um this, this amazing product right now. Hey guys, if you're like me, you know, you know, eating healthy prepared meals, it's like a hassle. And when things are a hassle, you go for the quick, easy thing, and that's not always super healthy. And uh, you know, as I get up there in, in years. I realized maybe, you know, Big Mac for breakfast is not the way to go. So uh, um, one of the things I'm using now is these uh, um, uh, uh, factor meals. And they send you these ready-to-eat kits. And apparently, I'm not alone. It's America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. And that can help you fuel up with ready-to-go meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time. You're going to eat well and tackle everything on your busy-to-do list. Yeah, Danny, you know, I'm actually using them myself. You, you were telling me this before we even started. And, you know, they're delicious, right? They are. They, they come in a ice pack. Yeah. Throw them in the fridge. You have them for lunch and for dinner. Two minutes in the microwave oven. And they're mm. chef prepared. They're healthy. Um, you can choose. There are keto meals. There are uh, vegetarian meals. You know, you have your options if you want. Or you can just get the regular chef's meals. And they give you the options of what day you want to do it. And, you know, you could change out any meal that you want. I love it. I've been eating them for literally for lunch and for dinner for like a month now. That, no, it's, it's amazing. I like that protein powder too, you know, which you can mix up and you can, you know, give you 30 grams, you can add 30 grams of protein to every serving. And it's like, it's a, it's a really good option. Um, yeah, try that. Yeah, it's, it's good. So if you're like me and Guy, and I think you are in many ways, head to factormeals.com slash doing it 50. And use code doing it fifty to get fifty percent off. Isn't that clever? Your first box. That's code doing it fifty at factormeals.com slash 
doing it 50 to get 50% off your first box. Come on, do it. Stay healthy. We need you for um, listenership. And we're back. Oh, oh my God. I'm so into that product. Me too. That product is the best. Um, I love it. Uh, uh, so, Chris, Stella, I wanted to ask you some of all the, as, as you were growing up, who were some of your comedic influences? Who were the comedians that you really looked up to? I really loved Margaret Cho. Really? Oh, yeah. I, Margaret Cho was just so amazing to me. She was just someone that, she seemed very different, but very herself. I remember yeah. thinking that, and it didn't make sense to me when I was growing up, you know, seeing her. And I realized that you could make, you could get people to laugh out of being very specific about your life. And that's what yeah. she did. I used to, I, like, I really, I grew up watching Margaret Cho. I grew up, you know, anyone that had an HBO special, I watched. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because those were the big specials back then. It's, a, yeah. it's incredible for me to, like, I used to watch Carlin. Now, here's the thing. My mom never learned English, so she never knew what Carlin said. So she would let me watch Carlin and, like, didn't realize it. It was so filthy, like, not for kids or whatever. And I loved him. I thought he's the guy that made me realize that I could actually be honest and have opinions. Yeah. And not be, it's funny, it's like, he came off as preachy to some, but yeah. to me, he came off as honest. You I, know, it's funny he when came you, off. He's like the most level-headed person. Yes, yeah, like, like it made sense. Yeah. When you, yeah, it's so funny. The people you mentioned there, it's so. I, I actually really sort of see that with you, like with Margaret Show, and 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 you know, in terms of talking about your family and talking about like a very specific thing that is in your comedy, but also to the Carlin point of it. I found like when I, when I've watched you do your thing, that you're also precise like he is on certain like like when you you, you have like like v- some very precise turn of phrases in your bits that are like that it's not like and I have nothing against people who like I like that sort of like conversational stuff which you do which we all do but then there's like just getting hitting that exactly right and that's Carlin and um, so I. It's it's interesting. I wouldn't have picked those two out until you mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny. I actually I did a uh, I did a limited series interview podcast for Netflix this past year, and we celebrated Carlin. So I had to interview uh, a bunch of Carlin's closest friends. And you know, it's funny. I I interviewed Kevin Smith, who worked with mm. Carlin a lot. And it's like it's funny to to hear people talk about Carlin. What I saw as the thread that ran through all of them was that they all appreciated how much he wrote, how specific he was with writing. Yeah, It's almost as if they weren't aware that that's what they liked about him. You know, it's like I could hear it from different people. And that's when I realized it's like the writing, the specificity he had, the words you knew he picked those words for a reason. Not one out of place. Not one out of place. I think like. You know, but his I, mom, I, like an English teacher or something. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My dad, I remember being a kid when he was doing those things and, you know, listening to his albums. And it was just like, it was so interesting just because he had, I felt that way too. I even just like memorizing his bits and saying, they felt good in my mouth to sort of like yeah. get that precision. And, you know, and at the same time, I had those albums, you know, I had Richard Pryor albums. So it was like, I'd listen to those two guys and and they were so different and it, 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 you know brilliant in that old way yes. and, then, and then steve martin came along and then blew me away completely because steve martin to me is just one of those people that i love so much but i can't i can't put into words yeah why i love him so much yeah. i think it's the way that it's the way that he performs because i, I think that there's such a such a love Love from him to do it that I think here's the thing I appreciate performers that I can see that they really want to be there yes. and yeah. I, think that I, I always say this about tv that's why like, I'm very picky about what I do and when people ask me why I'm not busier it's because I don't want to be and it's like it it, it it isn't something that hits me I don't yeah. want to just turn over uh, you know content just to get a paycheck you know it's like yeah. I've always said that, like, the audience 
is not dumb. No, and the not. audience knows when you're phoning it in, when you don't mean it, when you don't want to be there. Yes. Yeah. And, and I've watched this because I've come up, you know, I was at like, I was like working on these shows and I saw, you know, there was this transition and there was a, you know, period of time in the nineties, especially where they were taking comedians and building a show around their acts, you know, yeah. and who they were. Yeah. And there were moments in that, that work there, there are marriages in that scenario where the comedian is, feels like, um, protected and is willing to sort of like, okay, that comes to the realization that like, okay, I know this thing worked on stage, but that's not necessarily the same. They're, you're transitioning. But from the showrunner point of view, there there's people who like, and when it works really well, it's like, I respect the performer's voice and mm-hmm. I want to get, I don't want, I want to tell this show. I don't want to fit this. Basically it's the worst thing they do to these comics. And I think some extent you've been through this. I know Margaret Cho was definitely. Yes. Really, well, oh, yeah. they take the thing that got you the network deal. Yes. And then yeah. they ask you to stop doing that thing. Yes. And be, and so that you will fit into sort of the standard thing. And it, it happens all the time. And, and, it's not, it's what the machine is. And sometimes you can avoid it. Like sometimes you're protected, but you really like Roseanne did that brilliantly when it, when it came out and it was a constant fight. I worked on that, that, that show and it was like no love lost between her and I completely. However, <laughs> you know what she, you know, that fight between those things made for a good show. So I like when you could do it without the fight, but, um, but she she was not going to allow herself to to do that, and I always respect that. I respect it from you. I respect it from Margaret Cho. I respect it from the comics who don't, you know, are you know, hold that voice and make it because it's very, you know, it's rare you get an Everybody Loves Raymond. It's you know, it's rare you get a Roseanne. It's, you it's- know, people don't understand too. It's like you know, when I had my show, there were so many arguments that I would have. Uh, and I remember one day in, in the writer's room, I, I remember telling everybody, you don't understand, like, my name is on this show. Yeah. And, like, all of you go home, can get another job after this show, you know, like, this might be the only thing I ever do. So, like, we like, the, like, the chance that a stand up comic could get a sitcom on network named after them, so far fetched, so won the lottery, that it's, it might not ever happen again. And that's that's how I came into the whole thing. It's just no, like, no. what? let's play with this and see what we can do. Because if it goes away, I can't believe I actually did it. And there's going to be proof of what we did. You know? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I, I definitely, I think about that all the time. Like, you're up there. It's your name. I thought this with Whitney. When she yeah. Got, yeah. Sort of like, and it was like, she came out and it's like, it's all on you. It's like that thing that like, I... I don't think enough people appreciate that the level of exposure in that moment, because you're exactly right. It's like, it's really, it's really hard. I've heard Cody yeah. about it, that how much easier it was to sort of be writing on the Simpsons than that first year of his show, you yeah. know, because you're, you're exposed. Uh, John Mulaney, perfect example. Like that guy, yeah. they, 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 they put him in a show and tried to turn it into something, you know, it was just, Yes, actually, you know, Mulaney and I had our shows on at the same year, uh, at the same time. And I remember watching Mulaney's show. And it's this thing where, you know, it's like, it shows you that sometimes the stand-up doesn't translate into the script the way that people want it to be. You can write it. You know, and that's the thing about, again, about this, this job, this world is that it's kind of a it's kind of like you're throwing dice to align yourself with people that will understand it and get it because not one person can make a show successful. It is a group of everybody, but everybody has to be on the same page. Yes. It has to be music. And it's like, and if it isn't, and it's, you have no control over it. I mean, absolutely. And honestly, like, here's the thing. And and I came to learn, like, especially when I would hire writers or things like that is I'd ask, I always ask my friends who had worked with them, oh, they're the greatest. And, and sometimes they were. And then they'd come work with me on something and it wasn't so great. And it took me a long time to realize that it isn't that they were not great writers or that I wasn't a great writer. It's that I did not jive comedically with that premise and that story. Like there, 
Yeah, so that's it. But, oh, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's a weird, it, it, I think people don't realize that um, the word comedy yeah. is so vague. Yes. It, it really, yeah. it, it, it's everything under an umbrella, yeah. but there's different kinds of comedy. Yeah. You can find people that love Andrew Dice Clay and Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. They both do comedy. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, like, you know, whatever it is, you know, it's kind of like, I've always said that in standup, whatever performers didn't fit in to the rest of the industry, they get labeled comics. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so like, you'll get gimmick acts, you'll get like, like the et cetera acts. I, acts, I always call them et cetera's where Why? it's just, you're not doing standup fully, like oh, classically, but yeah. you have like a puppet that yeah. is harmonica and that's comedy you know what i mean and you know it's kind of like when you when i see like a america's got talent right yeah. and i right. see a stand-up comic that i know yeah that has been around you know that's working his butt off right like do a type five and so i'm like a type two. <laughs> you know, a, a type two that's for network on a show <laughs> that they've been told what they can and can't say exactly you suggestions know? yeah they they went out did their set Followed by an act of like flaming plates and a dog that yeah. like you know sounds <laughs> like you know like sound, yeah sounds like Guns and Roses you know and it's just like oh who's gonna win <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, no it's 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 rough I mean I came to the conclusion I I'm mellow that I just so mad like about like that, like when I was younger that band sucks or I comes yeah thing. I just like they're doing their thing you know, and for me if like. If a room full of people are laughing at a guy I consider a hack. Yes. Yeah. So, okay, I would never see him. I know what his tricks are, but I can't say that he is not entertaining a room full of people. He's like funny. He's funny to them. And it's like, fine. You know, I. I, It took me a long time to understand that. Me too. I mean, I don't. Yes. I still don't love it. You know, I'll still like a beater. Like. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I always kind of look at it like uh, I, I always look at it like professional like professional athletes. I always view it this way as like with comics when somebody goes, "That pitcher fucking sucks." You're like, "Oh, the major league pitcher." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he maybe he's having an off day, but this guy's in major league baseball. I don't think he sucks, or like I don't think that quarterback in the NFL sucks. I just think that, you know, like because of comics, you know, like, a pro level, Bev. <laughs> like they're, they're right. <laughs> It's, it's like it's it's whatever it is to you. If something's funny to you, it might not be funny to the next person. But if somebody else is laughing, far be it for me to, you know, it's take like, away their joy. You know, was it years ago when Larry the Cable Guy uh, shot a special in an arena, you yeah. know, like an outdoor stadium? You know, that's I was obviously a, a lot younger in stand up, and it was this thing where like seeing him perform to thousands and thousands and thousands of people, like you cannot deny. That he yeah. did something where he filled that venue and is entertaining everybody in that room, in that, in that space. Exactly. And I mean, I, you know, you know, Carrot Top is, so, is much maligned, you know, yes. you know, and was like sort of the kind of the go to um, guy to malign. But that guy sells out a room in Vegas every fucking night. Yes. And works really good. God damn hard. Yes, he does. And, and, and <laughs> he's also I, a really nice guy. He's a nice yes. guy. <laughs> and, yes. And it's like I, 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 and I, it takes a while to realize that the guys, the comics in the back of the main room at the comedy store, not laughing, is not an indication because they bring so much other shit to the table. They're yes. they're not rooting for you in a lot of ways, and they're not like and you know there there are those who do and are inclusive. A lot of people in this business are like, your success means your success fills a, they believe wrongly that your success fills a slot that I'm now not getting or my, you know, and that's just like, that's a, you don't want that in your life. And, and, uh, yeah. And, and, and look, and I think that, you know, like, uh, just for example, the three of us, we have, the three of us have very different backgrounds to how we ended up yeah. to where we're at. Yeah. The weird thing is, is that at the end of the day, we're all doing the same job in our own capacity, in our own version of it. Yeah. And it's, and that's one of the things I love about this, this world is that like, y- you can bump into people that are, that grew up in, in completely different neighborhoods, everything, 
but the love of it, that connection, the fact that you're doing it really connects all of us. Yes. And the different as we are. Yeah. And I think it is particularly with comedy. I was just, we were like, I was on a I was on the line at Fox today and a friend of mine, writer friend of mine was telling me about, it was so stupid. It was, it was, it's funny. It's not funny, but a, a little like video project his sons are doing. And as we're walking on the line, I, I'm like, oh yeah. And then he could do it. And I said, look how enthusiastically I'm pitching on your son's project. This is, <laughs> and, like, and he was like saying, I, and he's mentioned another friend of ours. Oh, my, uh, the, the so-and-so did that too. We're just also like, we love doing it. Like, yeah. This, yeah. Oh, like I'll sit, I'll sit in the back of like comedy clubs, you know, watching the other comics, and then if somebody says something, I'm like, oh, let me make a note so I can give that to him. I think this might be a good tag. Like, I get so excited to hear people's shit, and I'm like, hey, I don't know if this will work or not, but I just, (laughs) I just got all jazzed about your set. The notes thing is one of my favorite things. Like when people come up to me and say, I don't know, are you open to notes? I'm like, I love notes. Give me notes. (laughs) People ask me that. I'm like, I love it too, and then I always forget to ask other people because i think everyone loves notes and i'm sure i've probably offended somebody along the way but there are some people that i've seen very offended at notes and that's when i realized you have to ask because i saw someone at the hollywood improv that was not happy about it I think, I've been at shows like and I'm not at anywhere near your guys level but but like occasionally i'll be on a show and i'll see a comic that i think is younger comic starting off and i'll have like a tag for them and i'll, I'll give it to them and it's like most of the time, they're very, if they like it. Because I have a lot of people who are like, nah, I think it worked. It's like, really? Gonna, you, you not hear anybody not laughing? I couldn't, you know, it's, it's like, <laughs> a little early in your career to be a little precious with someone who <laughs> probably get you a job sometimes. But anyway. Um, and you're like, uh, God, what did your parents hug you and tell you you could be anything you wanted to be your whole life? Like, that's what I was saying with people. I don't need your totally. notes. I'm like, but do you? Totally. Sure? <laughs> it's kind of weird, like especially in stand-up comedy, I'll see people that uh exactly Danny, they do exactly what you said, where they get off stage and they actually say that they killed. And I'm like, what show were you in? Like where like <laughs> where did you where did you go mentally? Like what are you doing? Like, just, you know I'm weirdly jealous of those people. What how important would it be to go through life just thinking you oh. killed all the time? Oh my God! The the, the confidence. I <laughs> like, legitimately if, killed if I, and focused yeah. on the thing I fucked up. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Look, if, if I'm feeling, yeah. if I'm making five hundred people laugh, if I'm making four hundred ninety nine people laugh, <laughs> yes, I, know. I can tell you the fifth hundred one that isn't laughing. Like, you know. um, then you want to go take them to the side and go, "What was it? What was I, it?" You know, I'm like, "Are you did? having a bad day? What did I do wrong? Did I, yeah. did I hurt you?" I want to scroll down to the negative comment, please. Okay. Uh, 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 well, speaking of things we like, let's transition to this end part of the show where we talk about the stuff, kind of things to watch. Could be anything in, could be funny videos, could be shows, movies, whatever, books occasionally, whatever, plays. What have you been watching? Look, uh, I'm going to tell you. I have been watching two very specific things. I First of all, I don't binge watch shows. Yeah. Now I'll tell you, I I really appreciate because of the way I w- I grew ah. up with you know I like watching one episode at a time. Yeah. I, especially, it bothers me when I see like new shows that that come out and everybody binges it overnight, and then you have to wait a year and a half, two years for the next season if they get one, right? But right. I had actually started watching Poker Face. I hadn't oh, seen Poker Face that. yet. I wasn't. And, and, and I haven't seen it yet. It's, it's on Peacock. It's great. It's a fun one. I love, you know, it's funny how this show takes place. Like it's Natasha Leone and every episode takes place, different city, different set of characters, you know, and everything, but it makes sense. Yeah, it's like I, this yeah. thing where, you know, like, like I grew up watching Columbo. It's like that. That's what, that's what Ryan Johnson said about it, actually. Yes. It's yeah. a, so, like for me, it, it was like, yes, give me Columbo now. Give yeah. me, Col- give me Columbo now. I love that, but I'm also really obsessed and this is just on Instagram. I'm obsessed with seeing women pack their bags from stuff they bought on Amazon. <laughs> like, what? They're Amazon influencers. And it's just these videos, they started popping up on my algorithm. And there's these like Amazon influencers that are like, pack my weekend trip, uh, my weekend bag with me. And it's a bag they bought from Amazon. And then they start packing 
a list of all these items that you would probably never use on a trip. You know, it starts off like, hey, it's an it's an ice roller for your face. Got to put that in. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's like because yeah, hey, your world will fall apart without. An yeah. Ice you know, it's like, hey, like it's a, you I know, am. it's it's a, a, a it's like a pocket umbrella. It's like you start adding all this stuff and you're like, where the hell are you going this weekend? And it, it, they're so addictive because they're just trying to sell you this stuff. Of course. I have seen so many videos of women putting stuff into like weekend bags. And sometimes <laughs> I just look them up on Amazon to see how much this stuff is worth. And it's just a lot of it's crap. All of it's crap. It's like cheap plastic stuff that you're just like, it's going to break. But I'm obsessed with these women. I want to live your lives. Like all the colors are like beige. Everything's beige, white. I just keep thinking... I'm dirty as hell. I think that shit's going to stain. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I'm honestly fun, fun thing to do. It's that and videos of uh, Asian women that clean their apartments with Amazon products. And (laughs) I'm not kidding. Every video, it's a genre. It's a genre where the husband's on the way back from work and the husband texts the, the woman and she's at home watching TV and she's like, oh, my God, I have five minutes to clean this apartment. And she cleans the apartment with Amazon products. And the husband I have definitely up. been working too hard in my career. But <laughs> almost yeah. sounds like the beginning of a porn. It's like, so the woman is. In yeah, the yeah, I know. It sounds like a, a, <laughs> it sounds like a cold <laughs> open to a porn. Like I even <laughs> tweeted about it. I tweeted about it. And I didn't even know how to explain these videos. And I just said, hey, guys, I'm obsessed with Amazon. Like. Asian cleaning videos. You guys know what I mean? Everybody's like, yes. Oh well, my God. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's it's, only fans. Yeah. It's like, it's like only, yes, it's, it's free only fans. It really is. It gives me so much joy. Oh that's what God. I'm watching right now. Thank you. Please will... end the strike soon. I need content. That's okay. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's... Exactly. Um, uh, I'll go. What, what about you? I've been going through. Like, um, well, you go, Jenny. What have you? What have you been watching, Danny? You tell me. Oh, I, you know the the one that I will give that I've absolutely loved, Danny. I was telling you is the new season of Dave. Yeah, I kind of watch it. Because I, I I the second season kind of lost me a little bit. I really didn't think it was that great, but this third season I loved it. Fantastic! I thought it was really really good. Second, um, tell me that. So. And this, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen this show, but do y'all ever have like a show that you'll watch and you almost like hate watch it? Like, yeah. yes. Okay, that show Manifest. Oh, about the the, the people missing the plane. The- yes, yeah. yes. It, it is like the most. Like I'll watch it and I'm like, look at the you know the acting. The guy just all he does is take his glasses on and off. You know he's doing glasses <laughs> and I get so annoyed. And then at the end they'll have some really dope cliffhanger and I'm like, fuck, I gotta watch the next episode of this shit. I just hate watch Manifest. I don't know why. That's amazing. Like, I should turn it off, but now I have to finish it. I can't. Sounds like something I would watch. It sounds like something I would. Watch. It's, uh, it's like it's compelling, but it's also just like really cheesy. But. Those are the what best. They accidentally yeah. end up being the best watches. They can. They can. I mean, I don't know if you guys. I, I never brought this up there. I don't know if you ever saw the movie. I really liked it, but it, there were some like performances that were just on another planet. The offer about the making of uh, the Godfather. I think it was oh yes, I. Uh, it's it's when I was doing shows in San Jose with Leanne Morgan. She was the one that put me onto that. Yeah, it's, it's really. It, but it's like it's a, it, there, there are aspects of it that are strange. But I watch every minute of it. I've been watching a couple of older stuff that I've been rewatching because I just discovered on HBO Max, the Larry Sanders show. Oh, oh yeah. Well, great show. It's so, <laughs> so good. But so, I will so say good. I got to a season where it's like, oh, you would not do some of this. So, yeah. Some of the stuff is so misogynistic yeah. that I didn't realize back then. And it does talk about, it makes you realize like changing times. That said, fuck, it's brilliant. It's yeah. just yeah. So good, and then this is the only thing. I and I think I hear comedy people talk about this all the time. I've never seen it before, and I finally saw it on YouTube. The whole movie, you know, this movie that like Kimmel did, like right at the beginning, Windy City Heat. Uh-huh. Well, you're welcome for this. Okay. So basically, these three there are these three guys, two guys, two friends. Don Barris, a comedian who I guess was like yeah. on on. But when they fuck with this one guy, his name is 
Harry Cavallo. They've been fucking with him for his for 20 years. Anyway, they put him in a fake movie and it follows that and everybody's in on it. And it's a movie that is not working. And at every step of the way, they are fucking with him. And he, he's, the guy is like, and also Perry is like, it turns out wildly homophobic, wild, like not yeah. deserving of a lot of it. But, <laughs> and I don't know, prank movies usually like, I don't love, I get nervous. This thing is bananas. Bobcat Goldthwait plays <laughs> the, his, his himself as the director. Uh-huh. And like one of the things he always does, he's always Bobcat is always talking to megaphone, even like at like in the office. <laughs> but he also his thing is like and act. He doesn't say act. <laughs> and act. But there's all these the, the, basically the, like the, they. I don't want to ruin anything. I, I just like it's so bananas, and you can't believe what you're watching. When I have you, to see this. When, when, when you see, see the heat. When do you see What's it on YouTube? Just it's on YouTube. I mean, you see it, and um, I, I can't believe it's taken me this long to to, to find it. So. I have to see it. So um, okay. that's it. Um, well, what can I say, Christella? This was a delight. This was, oh, very it was so fun. fun. It was so fun hanging out with both of you. Yeah, I really like it. I love to, let's. Uh, I, I would love to. Let's do it at IRL one day. Yes, let's yeah. do it. I, you know what's funny? I, I just finished my shows in Chicago this weekend. I'm home. To like end of August, September. No. Very no. excited to be home. Okay. Well, Jenny's going to organize. Yes. We'll, we'll, yes. Maybe we'll Let's organize. do it. Okay. I love that. Um, Perfect. Uh, so is there anything you want to promote though? I mean, you're- yeah, promote. Well, you know, look, I, I do have t- shows coming up. Uh, I'm doing a fall, a fall run of shows. Go to my website, cristelalonzo.com or Twitter or Instagram, and you can check them, ch- check out and get tickets there. And don't, don't, don't sleep on that. She's, something special yes jenny how about you um let's see well when will this podcast come out i have a show tonight it won't come out tonight <laughs> oh, okay well never never mind um july 20th uh at the hollywood improv maddie and i we have our monthly yes. show so get tickets to that okay and uh danny what about you i'm nothing to promote just visit us in the picket lines i guess if you want yeah, to just say you know support <laughs> support writers and uh what can I say? Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything to promote. Oh God, this is so sad. Um, well, I, it's a writer's strike, you know. I'll get yeah. something to. I'll get something to promote next week. Um, All oh, right. Watch um on Hulu Housebroken. We could really use the views. Um, it's a fun animated show. I was helping these guys out on, and it's uh, um, and yeah, and it's, uh, it's funny. Love it. It's funny. You'll enjoy. Love it. Thank you, Doing It Nation. Thank you, amazing guests. And we'll we'll be back next week with more. I mean, our next guest probably won't be as good as Priscilla, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll manage expectations. We get, we'll we'll do something. We'll get like a I don't know something like a, a um a war hero or something. We'll do that. <laughs> we'll get Sully Sullenberger. He'll be yeah, our next guest. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, Judy. We'll see you next week. Bye.